0: Hello, welcome to Adorned Podcast. This is episode
1: 104. Hi friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic. We hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible.
0: Now you guys know the rhythm. We start with Glimpse of Grace. And um, this is actually super applicable for what we're going to cover today because we'll talk about how every good and perfect gift is from Mm, above. And so that's kind of what glimpses of Grace is about is just recognizing those good gifts from God and just saying, hey, we're going to pause for a second and just be thankful for these glimpses of Grace. So we thought this week would be fun. Talk about your favorite meal.
1: So I had a meal and I think we're actually going to talk about the same Probably. place. I didn't realize that until just now. <laughs> but um last week we I went to a happy hour with um fellow tutors from CC that's the homeschool group we do classical conversations. And um we because of COVID things are a little bit different this year and we're not all together on Wednesdays like we would normally be. And so we just got together on a Thursday evening on the porch of this new restaurant that is delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, got appetizers and meals and just sat there for like two and a half hours, just fellowshipping and talking about, um, homeschool stuff and our kids, but also just about life. And, uh, it was just so sweet, Mm -hmm. such a sweet time for us to come together and be with friends new and old. There were ladies that I don't didn't know really before that night, and I got to hear their stories, and um, it was just a sweet night. So that was a grace. What about yeah. you? See, I took this question more as like the actual food itself. The actual food,
0: um, <laughs> because to me, like food is definitely a glimpse of grace. Like I'm one of those people that really enjoys food. Like there's two types of people, right? There's like people who eat to live and there's like people who live to eat. And I tend to lean a little more towards that side. And so do you Casey. So you understand. Don't
1: get me wrong. That, (laughs) that food was good. It was real good.
0: So (laughs) we, after Casey told me about this awesome new restaurant, um, we went up there this weekend, my family did. And, um, I got this salad. It was a salmon salad and Oh my gracious, it was so good. Like I love salmon, Mm -hmm. I love it. So I've had like a bunch of different salmon but this was arguably either the best or maybe the second best just after my dad's salmon but oh, it was so good. It had this like spicy dressing thing. Ooh, oh, it was just, yeah. she's doing a salsa salad. dance. I'm like, dancing, <laughs> i like dancing because I want to go get it again. Cause it was just so good. And honestly, like it's so funny because right before this, right before we're recording right now, I just taught the women of our church about fasting oh, and about <laughs> how dependent we are on food and how we take a gift from God and we make it mm. a replacement for God. And, mm-hmm. and we become more hungry for food than we do for God. And so it's just funny to be able to kind of hold those things in tension yeah. and recognize like, Hey, hey, that food was stinking good. And it is a gift from God. (laughs) But at the end of the day, like that's not what's going to sustain me. God's going to sustain me. And so I think it's okay for us to recognize, you know, these gifts from God and say, hey, this is a glimpse of grace.
1: But ultimately the grace is God. Right. And it's, it goes back to that worshiping the creator, not the creation. Yes. Which we'll talk a little bit more about when we get
0: to that verse. Exactly. All right. Let's dive into James picking up in Verse 13, let no one say when he is tempted, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. Super easy, straightforward, no problems with this verse at all, right? (laughs) Right. Right. So we actually spent a lot of time trying to dig into this because I feel like it's easy to just skip over something and kind of just say, okay, I'm just going to take that as it is. Mm-hmm. And there are some passages mm-hmm. where we're just going to have to take it as it is. And at the end of the day, we have to just trust who God is. And there is some mystery. I One of our favorite things we've quoted on here before, which is from a Knowing Faith podcast, is wherever the divine meets humanity. There's mystery. Mm -hmm. And so there is some mystery, but that doesn't mean we don't do the work of trying to kind of dig a little bit deeper. So, um, would you share a little bit about what you found as we dug into this verse?
1: Yeah. So there were a few different things. Um, the first thing was a note from my Bible and it said, um, there's two different types of temptation. And so there's external, which is coming from without. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's internal, which is our own sinful inclinations. Mm -hmm. So Jesus was free from sin. So any temptation that Jesus faced, like in Matthew four, um, was coming externally, which we see, cause that was Satan himself yeah. tempting him. Um, so I thought that that was kind of a good way to, to put it in two different categories. Yeah. Cause,
0: um, so I've always just read that and I'm like, well, yeah, God's never been tempted. But then we were listening to, um, Casey shared with me this John Piper it's Podcast? not
1: even a sermon. I don't it's know like what a it was clip of
0: a on teaching. YouTube.
1: It was like him writing, like yeah. breaking down like the words and stuff. Yeah. And so we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go. But one of the things
0: he said, and this just like completely blew my mind because I was like, of course, God's never been tempted. But then he's like, Jesus was tempted mm-hmm. and Jesus is God. Right. So I'm like, what? Boing. Like yeah. this makes boing is not a mind blown sound. <laughs> What, how would you make a mind blown sound? i know, no. like doing the hand gesture, but you can't see that. Boing. Boing. <laughs> but so I was like, wait a second. How do we reconcile that, yeah. right? Like it says yeah. um, God cannot be tempted with evil. But I think the way you just explained it, Casey, and the way we'll continue to break it down is really helpful. That like external versus internal. Um, and so like Casey said, like Jesus was never tempted internally. Um, and the next verse kind of helps us. Um, mm-hmm. James doesn't just leave us there. He goes on to say in, in 14, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. So he's, um, James is kind of differentiating between, um, um, temptation, external Mm -hmm. and temptation internal. Yeah. Is that fair?
1: Yes, for sure. And we definitely see echoes here of of the garden. That's the first thing I thought about. And Aaron put that in our notes too. Um, this, like you behold something and then this desire builds and then you, you decide kind of what you do with that desire. Um, and this is something that uh, this is so hard to understand. So I did, I, I just looked it up. I'm trying to remember, I think I just put in the word, um, testing versus temptation Mm -hmm. in Google and I put sermon Mm -hmm. and this John Piper video popped up and it was so helpful and we'll link it because obviously we're not going to be able to explain it on here like he does. (laughs) But essentially what he's saying is the word testing or trials and temptation are all the same in the original Greek, which mm. blew my mind. Mm-hmm. So where where it things start to differ is how you react, like mm. what you do with that testing, what you do with that temptation. So for example, like we were talking about, like with the being hungry and food and stuff, with do you turn that into an idol and become gluttonous? Mm-hmm. If you have financial stress, which... That happens to us. Like that's part of life and you mm-hmm. might be concerned about money. What do you do with that? Do you turn to stealing or dishonesty or are you honest and find a job yeah. or, you know, whatever you need to do. Same with like sexual desire. Do you, um, do the right thing with that, or do you turn to an affair? Mm-hmm. So it's not um, these desires or these these needs or wants in and of themselves that are sinful or dangerous. It's what you decide to do with those Mm -hmm, things mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. that makes the difference and that determines whether it's like a testing or a temptation. Hmm. And one of the things that Piper brought out was God's sovereignty in all of this. You know, if it says he's not going to tempt you, you know, he's not going to lead you down that sinful path. And like where's his sovereignty? And he said he this is where he actually kind of withdraws and turns us over to our own mm-hmm. sinful desire in some instances it's almost like uh,
0: I think he said it like like he is withholding power yeah instead of yes. extending exactly yeah.
1: and that is one of those areas that like Aaron said I just have to kind of like rest in that mystery mm-hmm. and be okay with the fact that I don't understand that mm-hmm. um because it is it's it's tough to understand in my mind and then What we're going to talk about next week also has some very like tough things. And so my mind this week as I've been studying has just been like overwhelmed um, because it's a lot to try to process and that's okay, but I think it is good to try to seek some answers. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're explaining this and we're talking about the different words and um, the
0: semantics and the meanings, but let's talk a little bit about like, what does this look like in our actual everyday life? So like, what does it look like when it's talking about desire conceived gives birth to sin and in this temptation versus testing? Like, can you think of an example maybe in your own life where either, you've seen this go wrong or you've been able to kind of like catch it, like you're saying before it turns into
1: conceiving to sin. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I mean, like one of the first things I thought of is this desire for my house to be like peaceful Mm -hmm. and like calm. And that's it. That's a good desire. Right. 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 Um, And I'm going to talk about this a little bit on the next episode too. kind of a similar example. Um, But when that becomes an idol mm-hmm. and because of that, I'm like being mean to my family mm-hmm. and like not paying attention to my kids or I'm mad at them for playing or arguing and I don't look at their hearts and I'm just like, it becomes an idol to have my House, this picture perfect Pinterest quiet house, Mm -hmm. then that's leading to to sin because Mm -hmm. I'm not caring for those in the house. Does that and you're
0: finding your comfort and your rest in your circumstances, right? My circumstances
1: instead of in Christ, and that's just one of the first things that comes to mind because that's something that I kind of struggle with Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. I'm like, this started out as a good thing, a desire for our house to be a home and for me to love my family, but now my family is miserable <laughs> because I'm trying to make it this yeah, certain way. I feel like that's a really
0: relatable um, example. I think it's a really relatable. I think the first thing I thought of was like, I struggle really, really, bad with entitlement and like this desire to be appreciated or this this desire to get what I want because I deserve it Um, and then when that doesn't happen I feel like that's where it definitely I mean it's already pretty much sin to start with but it definitely conceives and grows in sin because then I'm like hey you guys aren't treating me you're not appreciating me as much as you should. And it it either turns to anger or to like self pity, which are both definitely sin and, and really does turn into death. Like the death of that day, like Mm -hmm. that day is then ruined because I'm either so self focused Mm -hmm. on people don't care enough about me Mm -hmm. or I'm angry. Then I take that out on my family. So I think sometimes we hear this and we think, Oh, this must be something huge. Like, Mm -hmm. um, then it must, you know, and it, and it might be in your life. Like it may, may maybe the kind of thing like desire, like you're saying, with sexual sin and then turns into an affair which brings about death and like that might be but it's also I think in the little things in the small sins that we don't really acknowledge as sins like creating idols out of your home or Mm -hmm. entitlement or these smaller things but it's good for us to kind of take passages like this and say okay what does this look like in my own Mm -hmm. life Um, and how can I kind of recognize it and repent of it before it goes to a place of
1: growing into death oh man That is so super convicting to me when you're talking about it leading to death. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times I think about like kind of an overall like um, death in your life. Like... Mm -hmm this like big picture, but like to hone it in on death of that day, mm. I think about like how many times I've ruined the day mm. because of my entitlement or yeah. because of my little idols that I've created or because things don't go exactly how I want. Like I've ruined the morning or mm-hmm. the afternoon or the whole day for my family or whoever it is. Yeah. Um, that's, that's really a good, just um, practical, tangible example of something leading to death. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't like it, but <laughs> I like that example. <laughs> I don't like that. But that's funny. Okay, so verses sixteen through eighteen: Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the world by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creations.
0: Um, so I think one of the practices that Casey and I talk about a lot on here is when we go through scripture and as, um, if you're going through the workbook as well, this is kind of one of your focuses too, is to look for God in scripture. Um, and so when we look through this passage that we're reading today, there's a lot of talking about God, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it talks about us and our sinful desires as well, but we need to remember like, okay, we need to be picking up. More about God than we are picking up about ourselves when we look at this uh, at Scripture, and so in these in these couple verses, we see a lot of great things about God, right? We see that He's immutable, which just means that He doesn't change. We see that He's provider; He's the one who gives the good gifts. We see that He's Father. We see that um, He loves to give gifts to His children there's just so many good comforting truths about who God is. Um, and it's interesting that it comes right after this kind Mm -hmm. of like harsh, not a sucker punch, but like, it feels like a sucker punch, right? Like this conviction. And then it's like, but remember who God is, Mm -hmm. remember who God is. And when you feel like you can't say no to that sin, or you feel like you're, you're walking into this temptation, like remember who God is. And, um, I think remembering who God is, is going to be ultimately what saves us in a time of temptation, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're never going to have enough willpower or enough strength to be able to always say no to temptation. But if we are reminding ourselves of who God is, that's going to give us power and that we have the Holy Spirit to be able to say no to temptation. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Another, um, attribute of God that we see here that, that I was listening on my walk this morning and it kind of stood out to me was that he's a creator, Mm. um, because it talks about the father of lights and I was reading a commentary and it talks about like how he created the lights, Mm. like the sun, the moon, the stars, Mm. all of that. that, So it's this whole idea of him being infinite. Like we talk Mm. about like he's infinite, but yet he's so very intimate and Mm. just that idea, um, And I was listening to, um, okay, so I love, love, love the new Shane and Shane album, Vintage, Mm -hmm. because those songs were, like, my youth days. And so I just, like, listened to it over and over (laughs) and over. And I think it's because I know the song so well that I can, like truly like just worship through mm-hmm. it because it's just kind of like a part of me. But that whole, that song draw me close to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that came on this morning as right after I was listening to James and I'm like, wow, like God's so big, yeah. but he's also right here with us. And mm-hmm. that was so comforting. And that's such a good thing to remember when, when you're facing those trials, when you have those temptations, like you're not alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, being alone is one of our biggest fears, both yeah. of us. Like we don't like being alone. Um, and we're not. We never are. Yeah. We don't have to walk through these hard things by ourselves. Mm-hmm. We don't do it by our own strength. It's mm-hmm. by the power of the Holy Spirit that that we're able to get through these things. We just have to turn to Him. Yeah. Um, so that That's was good. so comforting yeah. to me. That's good. That's good. And I think specifically... like. Like what you're saying
0: we don't like to be alone and in a, like in this season we're in right now it feels very isolating mm-hmm. yeah. right it feels mm-hmm. very alone like we yeah. feel very alone some like like physically alone yeah. and some just like spiritually alone or you know just because mm-hmm. of all, all that's going on with the pandemic and everything but what a great truth that coming back to the fact that God is immutable like he doesn't change no matter what changes, whether you can meet for church that week, or you can't, whether you can send your kids to school or you can't, like everything is constantly changing day to day. You can go to the grocery store. (laughs) You have to wear a mask. You can't go to the grocery store. You don't bring your kids anywhere. You can bring your kids. Like it's constantly changing, but we have a God that does not change. And just that fact alone, like is so comforting in a season that like that we're in right now.
1: It is because I know a lot of us have looked back and we're like, if we could just go back to January Mm. or, you know, if Mm -hmm. we could just go back to 2019, but the truth is like, the God that we worship, he's Mm -hmm. the exact same God that he was. Mm -hmm. And that is so hugely comforting. Yeah. Um, another thing we see here is that they, um, he talks about how every good and perfect gift is from, is from God. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think that in an effort to not be over, like to over spiritualize things or to be cheesy, like we don't want to praise God for the little things. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, we believe that God is sovereign over all. And I believe that's what James is saying right here. So even those little bitty things, Mm -hmm. like those gifts are from from God. Those glimpses of grace. (laughs) Those glimpses of grace. And it's good and okay and right to worship God for it. I remember um, my brother when he was little um would always if we got a good parking spot like he would always say oh thank you so much Jesus <laughs> I and that too. you know and it was just so I remember him doing that and I so I still think that when we yeah. get a good parking spot and Jonathan's the king of good parking spots I don't know how he does it <laughs> um but every time I'm like oh thank you Jesus you know um that seems so trivial mm-hmm. um but what a blessing especially for mamas of oh, little yeah. ones yeah. you know so every good and perfect mm-hmm. gift is from our father and so I think that's something important to remember um and will kind of change your view as you walk through each day. Yeah. I think like we have this
0: kind of like you're saying, we we sometimes tend to fall into this fear of prosperity gospel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And we've talked about this a little bit um in other episodes, but we're so at least I'm so hesitant to come across as like name it and claim it. Right. And you know, like just have enough faith and God will give you good things. And so I'm so leery of that bad theology mm-hmm. that I am often afraid of saying like Thank you God for this this good gift yeah. um especially like maybe on social media or something where people don't necessarily know my heart or my theology. I'm like, so leery of saying, I'm like, that's silly. Mm -hmm. Like we need to give God glory Mm -hmm. for all things good and bad, but that includes good. Yeah. And so, so I think, um, it's okay for Mm -hmm. us. Like we said, it's okay for us to say, Hey, this good meal is a gift from God Mm -hmm. because all good things are. Um, and so I feel like that's one area where I just kind of need to just like Trust the Lord. I don't need to worry about making sure people understand that yeah. I'm not prosperity yeah. or, you know, mm-hmm. you know. All right. What is, um, what is our Bible verse for next week?
1: It is James 1.22, which says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. And next week, we'll be going over James chapter 1, verses 19 through 27. And don't forget, we have a fun, free printable for your kiddos. And you can download it at our website. There's also a link on our social media. If you've enjoyed this episode... Please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, and most importantly, share with a friend. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Copps.